Hey friends, welcome to the Talk Copy to Me podcast. Here we empower small business owners to step into the spotlight with their marketing and messaging. I'm your host, Erin Alilla. Let's get started and talk copy. One of the most common mistakes that I see on all business websites, and it doesn't matter whether they are B2B businesses, B2C businesses, or whether they're solopreneurs, creatives, small businesses, the number one mistake is almost always the same. And that is that the information that is presented on the page, so all of the copywriting and messaging that you see, is often not organized. But when I have a lot of DIYers that I'm working with in copy coaching, or when I'm reviewing the websites of my done-for-you clients with them, what I almost always find is the information that is presented. It's pretty good. The writing may even be excellent, but the flow or the order of how that message or the information is presented is usually off as it relates to conversion. So an example is I've worked with a lot of coaches before and many of these coaches came from the corporate world in which they were doing coaching in their actual profession or let's say some of them came from the higher ed world and they were working in education doing coaching. So these are people who are very experienced in what they did and they've spent much of a traditional career putting a lot of effort into the writing that they've done. So they're good writers. And what I see when I review their writing isn't that they need help getting their point across. It's not that they're not being clear. It's not that they're not being interesting in many cases. It's just that they're not trained, truly. This is nothing to do with them. They're not trained in how to present a message from a marketing standpoint. So marketers are often very trained in things like psychographics. You'll hear very often marketers talk about like wants, needs, desires, objections, transformations. All of that jargon is really important, even though some of it drives me a little crazy. All of that jargon is really important because when we consider those things as marketers, We know how to present a message that can acknowledge or or discuss, let's say, a want or a need, acknowledge some of the pain points people may be experiencing or questions that they have before they purchase, and then showcase an offer. That's the organization of a message. And it's something that I don't think gets talked about. It's something that I think a lot of copywriters, especially if they're well-trained, know how to do on instinct, but there hasn't been an education around it, let's say, so they don't really know how to talk about it with their clients. And for me, this is honestly one of the first things I notice. So again, you may be coming to me for copy coaching, and you may be working with me to create a draft, or let's say edit a full draft that you have. And I promise I will have a conversation with you about how the information is organized on the page. Similarly, for the clients that I do all done-for-you services with, what will happen is when we're reviewing the previous website or previous marketing materials, what I'll find is 
where the friction may be for the audience. So in this instance, it's the website viewer. Where the friction might be is that there is a choppy message. So maybe there are no transition points or someone is trying to sell at a certain point, like the website owner is selling and then all of a sudden it drops out and goes elsewhere in the sales message. And that is why outlining your website pages is vital to do before you do any writing. (laughs) If you've been with me for a little while, you know we're talking about website copy and redoing websites. And you've probably heard me say in every single um, episode that I've done recently, this is so important to do before writing. My friends, that's because there are so, so many things to do before you write any words. And honestly, what happens, what I see all the time is people are impatient, people are anxious, normal human behavior. I do it myself. I'm not pointing my fingers to try to make you feel bad. But because we're also trained to search for short-term wins, short-term ROI, people rush through the writing process based on assumptions, which is, again, a lot of what you've heard me say in the past few episodes. And in the rushing, in the writing, in the trying to get this whole thing done and over with, all of the work that could have made it so easy for them gets skipped because they want to get that end result and they want to get there as quickly as possible. Now, I get that. But if we do all of this prep work first, the writing is going to be so easy. The editing is going to be so easy. In fact, I actually started changing how I talk to my own done-for-you clients about editing because what I found was if we worked together well during um, the, the kickoff and during all of the strategy part of our time together, there was really a little amount of editing that needed to get done. In fact, it was more that we were refining the message, refining how the words were used when it came to voice and tone to that particular client, but we weren't actually editing much. So in my instance now, I always talk about edits as it for done for you clients, I should say, as it relates to refinements. And for the clients that I work with that are doing it themselves, so we might be doing copy coaching or I might be editing a full draft, I try to get them to realize this prep work you do in advance to the actual writing could be done so much smoother if we sit here and we do this first. So I will stop repeating the same things over and over again. Today, we're going to talk about how to outline your website pages so that when we finally do sit down to write... (laughs) which I promise you is next. I promise after this, you're going to write. Um, But when we finally sit down to write, we know exactly what we're doing. And the process is really a true fill in the blanks instead of a let me sit down and write a book, right? Let's get all of my thoughts on the page and then try to cut later. That's what we're here to do today. But before we continue, a quick announcement. I am actually taking the next two weeks off of the podcast. We are closing season two of the Talk Copy to Me podcast with this episode. A few weeks ago, I was talking to a business friend about how my downloads per episodes or listens per episodes were lower than they had been for most of the year. And when I looked back, 
at last December, actually it was pretty much Thanksgiving through New Year's, it was the same thing. Lower listens because everyone's busy, because everyone is buying gifts, attending parties, uh, taking as many naps as possible because one, it's cold and mm-hmm. if you live in the Northeast like I do, and two, because there's just so much to do, it all feels overwhelming. So it happened last year. It's happening again this year. And I always start my new season in January. The first episode of the podcast was, I think, January 18th of 2021. Last year on January 18th, exactly, is when I launched season two. So I thought, how smart would it be to pause and then just restart season three in the beginning of January, when I get back to work and when you all are getting back to work and really kind of sitting down and getting back into routine. So that's what's going to happen. In fact, the real push for this is I was using Voxer, talking to one of my business friends, and she said, you need to stop. You need to stop right now. You are giving some of the best stuff in these podcast episodes And no one's listening. So put the pause on and give out your best stuff when everyone comes back. And I'm just going to follow her advice and do that. I am pretty sure that for the next two weeks, I'm going to upload previously published episodes of the Talk Copy to Me podcast. In fact, I think it was within the first 10 episodes that I did because they're specifically related to the topics that we're talking about website pages, what goes on them, and what to actually say. Now, if you've been following along with me and you've been doing this work every week as I put out these episodes on things like audience research, customer research, planning the pages that you have, and all of those things, my homework assignment for you would be to take the information you have and outline your website pages. And then if you have that extra time, give it a first draft. The first episode that we'll do when we come back on January 4th, which I think is the first Thursday of January. If it's not, I'll be back on the first Thursday of January. Um, The first thing we're going to talk about is writing the website pages. So if you've done the work, you've done the draft, It'll be a refresher for you. And if you haven't been following me throughout these episodes, you can go back and listen to some of the last few episodes because it all builds up. And when we get to January 4th, I really want you to be ready to jump in and fill in the blanks instead of having to go back and do all of that other stuff like the research, like the strategy, like the planning, and like the outlining. They take a lot of time. So do yourself a favor and get that all ready before we come back on January 4th and start our third season. And don't forget to listen in, though, because if you're following along, the episodes that I sneak in here that were previously published will really, really help you. But I will stop preaching. Let's jump in um, and talk about how to outline your website pages. Your website is really one of the first um, points of contact between you and a new audience. Yes, you may attend in-person networking events. You may meet people outside of the office. You may have referrals from clients. But very often, there is a new 
audience that goes to your website that you may never, ever, ever have dealt with before. So the words that you have on your website, it's not just text. It's actually your brand's voice. It's you speaking to them like you would in that networking event. It's a digital handshake and a hello, as corny as that may sound. So you need those words to be able to engage with them, to inform them, and to persuade them. First, we're going to talk about organization, which is really the whole basis of this entire episode. When it comes to your website copy, being organized is key. I want you to think of your website like you would a book. I think it's very safe to assume, even if you hate reading, which, how could you hate reading? But even if you hate reading, I think it's safe to assume that you know a book is an organized flow of words. There are usually chapters which break down the information within the book, and those chapters very often do things like build upon themselves, or at least, you know, for example, if the story jumps around a lot, at least the chapters segment information so that you, as the reader, only get the information that you need in that moment. And again, it will all build on each other until you get to the end result where everything is kind of summed up for you. Your website also does that. So think about things like your website pages as the chapters. What your audience needs to know about maybe you as the individual, if you're a solopreneur as an example, or your team as a business, what they want to know about you all will be on the about page and they know now where to look for that information. What they need to know about your products or your services will be on a services page or within a shop or an individual products page. Your audience knows to look there for those pieces of information. Again, those are like the chapters. It is a a place where it's it's holding a specific amount of information and you're not going to have information that doesn't belong on those pages. So when we think of things like our homepage specifically, we need to start by kind of establishing um, a hierarchy of what information needs to go on each page. If you roll back to some of those earliest episodes that I did of this show on website pages, you'll know that I did one on home pages, about pages, services pages, and then another episode on all the pages. And in those those specific episodes, I talked about the information that needs to be on each of those pages to make it successful. A very quick review, you'll need a hero section which introduces the main point of the page, a call to action all the way at the bottom, which kind of concludes the, the, the point of the page and encourages them to take an additional step. And then depending on the, the information that you're sharing, you will need to present the information to them, explain it as clearly as possible, and then encourage them to get to that call to action. Now, we all know that's a very oversimplified explanation, so I extremely encourage you to listen to those episodes if you are going to be working on outlining the website pages of your 
of your site right now. Um, but consider while doing this to create a wireframe. So an actual document that has things like boxes, let's say to indicate that there's going to be an image on this page. On your homepage, for example, especially for smaller businesses, when you scroll down after getting the audience in the mind frame that you understand what their need or desire is, very often there'll be a small about section that'll say like, for me as an example, hi, I'm Erin Olilla, you know, SEO copywriter and content strategist with maybe just a paragraph or two to kind of get them to understand who I am as the business owner. Now, in that instance, if I were to wireframe it on a actual page, I would draw maybe on the left side a, a rectangular box that was vertical to indicate that there was going to be a picture of me. And then on the side of that is where I would write those words. A wireframe really helps with organization because you're able to look at your website as if it were rows and columns only. So I always try to have people imagine a website, a screen. The hero section may take up almost the whole screen or at least a good portion of the screen when you click on any website. Now, that is a row. If you think about a horizontal row, what is in the hero section of a homepage is one row. Now, imagine what you might see in that row. Very often, you're finding an image and some text. So the image may take up a third of your hero section, so one row, and the text may take up the other two-thirds. So when you wireframe a website, you're going to imagine your hero section, using this example only, as one row with three columns. When you scroll down, it may be one row with one column because there's just copy and nothing else, no images. And I don't want to overcomplicate this for you too much. You can do this on a sheet of paper where you just use a pencil and you literally draw out rows and you make a note for yourself of what you'd like to go within these rows. Canva has a bunch of great wireframe templates that you can use and just move around those visual pieces. You can even wireframe your site with an actual design on Canva so you get a feel of like the brand colors and how you'd like to visually present things. That all being said, I have definitely gone down the rabbit hole of spending way too much time designing a site that doesn't actually exist because I, I'm not a website designer. So don't waste your time there, but it is a great starting place. I use Word or Google Docs. Actually, let's be honest, I use Google Docs, not Word. But you can use either of those two document-based tools to create wireframes. All you're doing in order to show things like images or to make one row into three columns, using an example, is using tables or using the draw tool to draw out how you'd like things to go. It took me a second to kind of figure out how to do this, but once I did, it became so much easier to visually see where information needed to be on the page. So again, remember, a well-organized website is going to keep your visitors engaged. So you want to make sure that the rows you have on each page 
have the right information in them in the right flow and that you're not creating, you know, extraneous rows that you don't need or you're not creating extra rows with information that your buyer doesn't need, let's say before they purchase, you're creating the right rows with the right strategy and you're presenting the right information at the right time. So go create that visual sitemap or flowchart so that you know you have a logical flow of information. All right, let's move on. And we're going to talk about the things that you need as it relates to words within those rows and columns. And those are headings, subheadings, and text. The reason why I love wireframes so much is, again, you can visually see what information is important. So as an example, an older iteration of my website had the services listed as something like done-for-you copy in one column, copy coaching in another, and the third was copywriting VIP days. Those were all listed as headings, so big, heavy text, so that it drew the website viewer's eyes directly to what that column was about right away. Underneath those headings were things like images. Images can help you uh, portray the message better. And there were also text to explain what they meant. So I don't remember exactly what the, the verbiage was, but it could have said something like, yes, we actually do have all day. Get your copy written in a flash. Uh, you know, skip the wait list and get my eyes on your copy project. Something like that. A descriptive text. Now, that is much longer than the three words, which were copywriting VIP day. So I would never want the font to be ginormous. I want the font to be small. And this is why we wireframe. I always recommend that people don't design their websites themselves. If they do, I, I highly recommend using a theme. But if you're working with a website designer, you want to be able to give them the copy that you've written or that has been written for you and, and have them take the copy and put it onto the page. They can do a better job themselves if you're telling them what the important words are. It is not up to a website designer to interpret the words because they're not the writer. They're the designer. So if you use a wireframe to showcase where you'd like images to go, what, what text deserves bigger real estate, they can do their job, which is making it beautiful, so much easier. And they're going to appreciate having a wireframe so that they know that they're interpreting the actual message that you have how you want it to look on the page. And regarding how you want it to look on the page, you know, we talked about things like subheadings and headings. We talked about images, for example, as a way to use design to be able to get your message across on the page and to make sure the information that you're going to input when you write your website copy is organized. But there is one more element that we need to talk about and it's kind of related to both the design aspect and the written word. And that's calls to action. Now, very often on your website pages, the buttons will be your main calls to action because you will want 
a button to appear as a visual indicator that there is an action you want your website viewer to take. So the reason I described it like that is a button usually includes both words and a visual element. And you do not want to use buttons that are boring, like sign up here or click this or anything like that. And I will have an episode in the future about writing strong calls to action, so we're not going to go into that now. But I do want you to consider the idea of calls to action when we talk about wireframing and outlining your website pages. Specifically because we want to make sure that each page has a job. Each page is encouraging your website viewer to take some type of action. Now, an action they might take could very well to just be to click on a different website page, or it could be a conversion-related action, such as buying an item from your shop. But without things like buttons or links, we're not actually encouraging our website viewers to do anything. And we're kind of putting the responsibility on them to make a decision on where they'll go throughout the site. And that's not really fair. We want to direct our website viewers to kind of work through this experience that we've created for them. And the only way we can really do that is by having calls to actions. So when you're wireframing your page and you're considering the rows that you have and the columns, I really want you to think about what goes in those rows and columns. Again, you might have images. You might have words like your subheads, your headings, your your text, even though you're not writing the text, the body copy yet. But you also need things like calls to action. So again, a call to action could be an image that is clickable. It could be a button that is clickable. And it could just be a hyperlink that is clickable. But you want to make sure you're being descriptive and clear when it comes to writing your calls to action and directing them exactly where you want them to go. All right, friends, that is it. I will leave you here when it comes to talking about organizing and wireframing your website pages because I really just want you to jump in to do the work to get a sketch of what you think you'd like your website to be, your website pages, excuse me, and what you would like on those pages. So that way, when we come back, you can really dive into the writing of your website copy and feel very confident about knowing all of the information that you want your website viewers to have will actually be delivered to them. Uh, We're not going to be doing new episodes the next two weeks, but I will be sharing previously published content that will help you with exactly what we're doing, getting your website in tip-top shape. Thank you so much for being here with me on the podcast. I appreciate you all so much. You make podcasting and all of the effort that goes into it so enjoyable and so worth it. I hope you have a nice holiday season and you enjoy your New Year's, New Year's Eve, and you step into 2024 really just feeling confident and healthy and excited to be there. All right, everyone. I'll be back in two weeks where we talk about writing website copy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Copy to Me. If you enjoyed spending your time with me today, I would be so honored if you could subscribe to the show and leave a review. Want to continue the conversation? Head on over to Instagram and follow me at Erin Alilla. Until next time, friends. <laughs>